glad you're here tonight. I welcome you and those of you joining us online. I've got a story in my mind about the prodigal son, and that's because we're going to be uh, looking at that story on Sunday morning, and, and what a beautiful picture of, of how God receives us when we repent and when we turn back to Him, and the Father with open arms uh, receives us when we come back to Him, and you know, we all make mistakes, and we all we all fall, and you know, that doesn't have to be the end of our story, and that's that's what we're going to be looking at tonight. First uh, John 1, 9 is where we'll be at as we start out tonight, but I want to talk about how God gives second chances, and, um, and that happens when we turn back to Him, and when we trust Him and ask forgiveness, and God shows us His love and grace, just like the, the father of the prodigal did. He welcomed Him with open arms, and that's what this song reminds us about. What a great picture, and, and what a great message and song to encourage us as we start tonight. Oh, heart of mine, why must you stray from one so fair? You run away, and one more time you have to pay the heaviness of needless shame. Oh, heart of mine, come back home. Been too long out on your own. And he's been there all along, watching for you down the road. Come home running, his arms are open wide, his name is Jesus, he understands, he is the answer you are looking for, so come home running, just as you are. Child of God, so dearly loved, ransomed by the Savior's blood, and called by name, daughter and son, wrapped in the robes of righteousness. So come home running, his arms are open wide, his name is Jesus, and he understands, he is the answer you are looking for. So come home running, just as you are. So come home running, his arms are open wide, his name is Jesus, he understands, he is the answer you are looking for. So come home running, just as you are. 
So come home running just as you are. So come home running just as you are. Just as we are. That's how God receives us. And, you know, we don't try to clean ourselves up and then go to God. We go to God and let Him clean us up. And, and that's what lasts. And that's, that's what will be uh, effective. And, and God can do it. God can change us from the inside out. And, and it, it, you know, it, some things don't happen overnight, but some things do. Uh, but praise God, overall, He's working on us. And He will change us when we yield to Him and trust Him and let Him have His way. Um, I've often talked about this before but you know uh, an entrance ramp on ramp onto a divided highway or maybe you know like an interstate um, you you, in, you you enter on to that uh, but there's this sign right there you know that you come upon what sign is that that you see the yield sign that's right and so obviously that means that you don't have to stop um, but that means that you are supposed to yield to the oncoming traffic that has the right-of-way and, you know, some people think that that means that you don't stop. Well, you may have to stop if you don't have the right-of-way. So when that case happens, you don't speed up and then run somebody out of the lane or whatever, shake your fist, get out of my way, or, or that kind of thing, and, and argue with them. But, uh, but you yield to them. You let them have their way. And what a great picture of us. You know, we're to yield to God's way. We don't force our way, and, and we don't shake our fist at God. We don't argue with God. We just, we just yield to Him. And that's the greatest place to be. And sometimes we don't do that. Sometimes, you know, we focus on what's not right. And uh, we go by our feelings and our emotions. And, and what that does is it, it causes regret. You know, we need to be led by the Lord. We need to honor God and yield to His way. And the good news is that when we don't do that, then God gives us second chances. So I just want to begin tonight, you know, by giving the Lord praise that He gives us second chances. Where would we be without His grace? Where would we be without that second chance, you know? And so uh, uh, that's what I want us to focus on tonight, and, and I give God praise for that. Anybody else have a word of praise as we get started tonight? Want to brag on the Lord or uh, just share a word of praise from your heart tonight? Amen. Second, third, fourth, fifth, all the way down. Seventy times seven and, and, and go on, right? Thank, thank the Lord for that. That's right. His, his, he is the answer, that's right. He's the way, the truth, and the life. And, and when we you know, go against His way, we'll always regret it. But when, when we realize, you know what, Lord, you're right. You are the answer. Um, I might be struggling and might be tempted to go against you know, your, your way and, and what's right, going contrary to your way. Um, but that's right. He, his way is right. He's true. And even when we go against our you know our emotions and, and temptations and, and we just choose God whether we feel like it or not and that's just called faith just good old faith 
Lord, I'm going to do what's right because you are the answer. And I'm grateful for that. And, uh, and then when we blow it, he's there, you know, to receive us. But we got to come back to him on his terms. And I think maybe, maybe we cheapen it a little bit too much in this, in this modern day. You know, we just think that we can just stay as we are and, and, and everything. No, God, God definitely wants to change us. And the Bible even says that we are a new creation in Christ. That's a radical change that ought to take place. And his, his way is right. You know, he is the answer. And that's where we find joy and that's where we find peace and satisfaction in life. The regret comes when we don't trust him. And so I'm grateful that we can know him. And um, I'm grateful I've... I've was privileged to uh, share in a, a funeral service on Sunday uh, for Miss uh, Miss Lily Odom, uh, 94 years old. Um, and one of the things that they told me about her was that she loved to sit around the piano. And one of her favorite hymns was in the garden. You know, the chorus of that is, "He walks with me, and He talks with me." And when we commune and talk with God, you know, that gives us assurance because He tells us that we're His own. That assures us, even when it's discipline, you know, when we realize, you know what, I've gone the wrong way. You know, God works us over on that. And we're like, wait a minute, I was wrong. So God have mercy. Lord, forgive me. And I come back to him on his terms because his way is right. And uh, that's when we're blessed. And so that's what I want us to focus on tonight. Uh, and again, we'll, we'll start in 1 John 1, but there will be some other passages of Scripture too. We'll kind of jump around a little bit. But... Um, but I'm grateful that we do serve a God of second chances. So uh, let's begin tonight uh, with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, oh Lord, we are grateful that you are the way, the truth, and the life. You are the answer. We can't find the answer in and of ourselves. We can't find it in this world. But God, anytime we trust you and anytime we honor you and we obey you, Lord, uh, we are living out the way that is right and true. You're the answer. That brings us joy and peace and gives us meaning and purpose and satisfaction in life, Lord, that, that, that going our way, following our, our flesh or following our emotions, giving in to those temptations. Maybe if everybody else is doing it, Lord, uh, th that way it leads us to frustration and it doesn't satisfy and it leaves us empty on the inside. But Lord, we thank you that we can know you in a real personal way. God, you change us from the inside out. And so help us, Lord, to come to you. Lord, when, when uh, there's things in our lives, God, that you speak to us about, convict us about, help us, Lord, to come back to you. Because, Lord, we know that the wonderful picture, even of the prodigal son, is that you stand with open arms ready to receive. We thank you for that. We're so undeserving, but we thank you for it. So help us to turn to you and trust you and obey you. Lord, that we might be blessed and receive your grace and love. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, so we are in First uh, John uh, one nine tonight, uh, as we begin, and, uh, and you know, once again, I uh, I want to share with you tonight about God gives second chances, and I want us to begin in First John one nine, and I want to share that this verse of scripture here is is not necessarily a um, evangelistic verse. Um, you know, if we confess our sins. He is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. You know, the key word is, is, is if. You know, that's a, that's a condition. And so that implies that if I don't confess my sin, then God will not forgive and, and I will not be cleansed from, from all unrighteousness. 
but the but John is writing this to believers those that have already settled it in their hearts they've received Christ and they have been forgiven they've turned from their sin and they've turned to Christ and they believe Jesus died for them for their sin on the cross and they believe that Jesus arose again they believe Jesus is the way well obviously you know believers mess up we make mistakes if I was asking anybody in here have you sinned since you've been saved then everybody ought to raise their hand because if you don't raise your hand then you just need to go ahead and ask forgiveness because you just told a lie <laughs> we all fail you know sadly we do we still have that old sin nature God's given us a new nature praise God but we have that old sin nature as well and sometimes that old sin nature will come out and uh, the good news is is that you know when we fail we have this promise right here in 1 John 1 9 you know this is not my brainstorm this is not my idea this is not man's word this is the, the living, powerful Word of God right here that assures us that if we confess, and that word confess means to agree with God, basically. It means that I, you know, that I agree with God and I feel the same way about something that God feels about it. Or I agree with God and, and what God says about it, I agree. You know, that's confession. I say the same thing about it, you know, like uh, maybe, maybe I, I told a lie. You know, well, that ought to bother me if I'm a Christian. And God will discipline me the holy spirit will work me over and even make me miserable you know the most miserable person on the face of the earth is a is a christian that's not right with god maybe they've acted in a way that's unchristlike or they you know they've participated in something that they shouldn't have or they they said something they shouldn't have or watched something they shouldn't have or or whatever it is you know the, the things in our life um, god will correct us and discipline us and if he doesn't you know the biblical principle is that we can't say that we're truly his because the Bible asks the question, what father does not discipline or correct his own son? And so the father will discipline us because we're his. And, and I believe, you know, um, that, that gives us that assurance, even though it's not comfortable. And I don't want to be wrong, and you don't want to be wrong. And maybe, maybe we can make excuses and, and explain why we did what we did. But the bottom line is, is we've got to come to the place to where we confess and say, Lord, you're right. Lord, I'm guilty. I'm wrong, and I confess it. So when we confess, then this passage tells us that He is faithful and just to forgive us of our sin. Forgive. Forgiveness. Man, what a beautiful word. Forgiveness. And then He will cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Only God can do that. I can't turn over a new leaf and say, okay, all right, I know I was wrong, so I'll just stop doing it. And um, I like turning over a new leaf and... and um, and then it'll be all right. No, if we're relying on our ability, we, we, can't, we can't cleanse ourselves. You know, God will forgive and God will cleanse. And, and he's faithful to do that. You know, this verse also encourages us that when we fail, the Bible says that God is faithful. You know, the devil will whisper in our ear, God's not going to hear your prayer because you did it again. You know, or um, God's unhappy with you. And um, God's not going to forgive you of that. You know, the devil will, will do that. But... The Bible says here that he is what? Faithful, right? He's faithful. And so even when we stray and we're not faithful to God, he's still faithful. It's not, it's not that God left us. We left him. The moment that we gave in, the moment, you know, that, that we sinned, um, we, we, we didn't lose our salvation. And God didn't say, okay, I'll stop now. Um, I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm giving up on you. No. Um, it's... it's it's not that we lost our salvation 
or that God is, is, is going to stop being faithful. It's just that we have lost our fellowship with God. You know, and, that, and that just simply speaks of the, our close relationship with God. I mean, it's, it's just like our earthly relationships. You know, I mean, you, you, take, you take two friends. Well, if one friend outright lies to the other, you know, uh, or talks about that friend behind their back or is, does not, you know, is not a true friend, does, does not show characteristics of being a true friend, it is definitely going to hurt that relationship, you know. And what, what's the only thing that's going to make it right? When that friend who did what they shouldn't have done or said what they shouldn't have done or whatever it was, when they approach that friend and say, you know what, I was wrong and I'm sorry, you know. And, um, and that, that's, that's the restoration. And so, it's, you know, this verse reminds us that God's faithful and that he will forgive, that he will cleanse. But all of that is conditional upon the first part of that verse, if we confess our sins. So may we do that because we do have a God that will give second chances. So, you know, a lot of times people will say of someone that they get frustrated at, someone that hurt them, or maybe someone that they're angered at, They'll say, I'm done. Maybe you've said that about something or someone. I'm done. Sometimes they really don't mean it because they're just in the heat of the moment. Their emotions, you know, sometimes emotions go and, 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 and will lead us to say things or do things that if, if we just had a cooling off period, maybe a 24-hour, you know, cooling off period or something, that maybe we'll be more rational, you know, the next day. But in the heat of the moment, we might say something that we don't necessarily mean. I, we're really not done with that person. But in that moment, we are. Oh, I'm so hurt, or I'm so angry, and I'm done with them. And then there's times that people will say that, and they absolutely mean it. That's the end of the story. You know, I, I've, I've met people, I, I know people, that when someone makes a mistake towards them, they are done. They, 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 they don't, they, they block them, they, you know, they don't, they don't call them anymore, and they don't re return calls, or, or not, they're just done. They don't give second chances. You know, I mean, maybe that's because they've been hurt before, or, or whatever it is, but they really are done. They're not, they're not given a second chance. Um, and there is something to be said about fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. You know, I mean, we, we understand that, but when you think about it, we've all made mistakes. And, you know, what would it look like for, for everyone if we treated each other with no second chance and no grace? What would that look like? Yeah, we're all by ourselves, and, and we're guilty of the same thing. We, we're not perfect. We're guilty of things that, you know, that we're holding against us. I mean, it would be really sad. It would be miserable, you know. Well, we need to realize that when someone fails and when someone makes a mistake, yeah, it, it hurts those around them. You know, our choices, there's no doubt. You know, we can't say that, you know, that it's my life, I'll do what I want to do, and and it, it don't, it, you know, I'll make my choices and it don't affect anybody else. Yes, it does. And it especially affects those that, that you love the most because they care about you, you know. And, um, and so, you know, it does affect others. But here's the thing. When, when we sin, we make mistakes. We are ultimately sinning against God. All right? So that's a perspective I think a lot, especially our emotions sometimes, we don't think like that, you know. But ultimately, you know, someone lies or someone says something that's not true or right or 
whatever it is that causes hurt on us or makes us angry, you know, the, the perspective is, is that person, you know, they have sinned against God. You know, whatever, whatever it was that they had done. And, you know, think about David's confession. You remember his sin against Bathsheba? Oh, he thought he got it swept under the rug. And he thought that he worked it out and, uh, you know, um, everything had, it looks like it, it was behind him now. But there was a man named Nathan. And what did Nathan do to David? He confronted him. He pointed his finger at him and said, you're the man. In other words, you're guilty. God used Nathan. And so then, if you know, if Psalm 51 is a, you know, is a psalm where, where David is, is confessing you know, his sin. And, and here's the thing in Psalm 51 and verse 4. Listen to this. For I acknowledge my transgressions. David is saying, I'm guilty. I acknowledge it. In other words, confession. 1 John 1, he's confessing. I acknowledge it. I agree. I'm, I'm guilty. And David continues, and my sin is always before me. You know, we're, we're free to make whatever choices we want, but we're not free from the consequences. God will forgive, but we still have, you know, some consequences that we, that we deal with. And David says, my sin is always before me. Verse 4, against you, you only have I sinned and done this evil in your sight. Who is David talking to and, or praying to in verse 4? That's right, sure. You know, his, his sin affected Bathsheba and it affected even himself. You remember when, when Absalom died? You know, you, you remember, uh, I mean, um, God had, had said, you know, that, that, that the consequence, God forgave, but the consequence of your sin you know, was that there's going to be hardships, and we, and we know that that was the case. David, when he's confessing, he says, against you and you only have I sinned and done this evil in your sight. I, I don't know if David didn't think that God remembered or God knew, but you know, a lot of times we don't think, do we, when we sin. Sin will lead us to do stupid things. You know, we look back on it and say, what was I thinking, you know? And that's what it'll do. And, and so David, he worked it out and thought he had everything you know, taken care of and that everything was behind him, but Nathan confronted him and, and then David says, I acknowledge it. My sin is always before me and against you, O Lord, and you only have I sinned. Now, I mentioned Sunday morning we're going to be um, looking at the prodigal son and I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I'm excited about that. Uh, we're you know, continuing our series in the, in the Gospel of Luke and uh, we'll be looking at that portion of Scripture um, and the, the, the son, when he confessed, you remember he went out and, and, uh, and wasted his inheritance and, and uh, you know, just wanted to eat the pig slop and said, I'll just be one of my father's hired servants. You know, I'm unworthy. And, um, and so when he came to himself and he, and he realized what he had done, he confessed. He said, um, Father, I have sinned against heaven and in your sight. He realized, yeah, I, I squandered my inheritance and it cost my father and, and my family but it's, but I have sinned against heaven sinned against you and that's a perspective a lot of times that I think we don't remember and and then he continues I am no longer worthy to be called your son well what about Moses <laughs> you know Hebrews chapter 11 what is what's Hebrews 11 called anybody know that chapter what it's often referred to yeah the heroes of the faith for the hero's hall of faith in Hebrews chapter 11. 
You know, it's a record of great men and women who trusted God. And the thing that they had in common was that every one of them, because they're mentioned in, the, in this Hebrews 11, Heroes of the Faith, um, they put their faith into action. They, they trusted God. But you know what we don't find in Hebrews 11? We won't find in, in Hebrews 11 a record of their mistakes. So what does that say? You know, here's an example. Uh, what about Moses? You look at uh, Hebrews 11, verses 27 through 29. If you want to write that down, I think we have it. Yeah, it's on the screen there. Uh, Hebrews 11:27. Listen to this. By faith, he forsook Egypt. Of course, we're talking about Moses. Not fearing the wrath of the king, for he endured as seeing him who is invisible. Here it is. By faith, he kept the Passover and the sprinkling of blood, lest he who destroyed the firstborn should touch them. Once again, by faith, they passed through the Red Sea as by dry land, whereas the Egyptians attempting to do so were drowned. You know, multiple times, by faith, by faith, by faith. So where's the story of when Moses killed the Egyptian? Where's that at? Where's the story of him losing his temper and breaking the commandments of God? You know, where's the story of Moses hitting the rock instead of speaking to it as God told him to? You remember that? Yes, Moses stumbled and Moses fell. But that wasn't the end of his story. Isn't that good news? We fall. We fail. We sin. But that doesn't have to be the end of our story. It wasn't the end of the story for Moses because under the inspiration of, of the Holy Spirit, the author of Hebrews says, By faith he forsook Egypt. By faith he kept the Passover. By faith they passed through the Red Sea as by dry land. Why? By faith. Well, his failures wasn't the end of the story. Although God didn't allow Moses to lead the Israelites into the promised land, Moses ultimately made it there. You say, what are you, what are you talking about, Pastor Mark? Well, the Bible says that when Jesus was transfigured, you remember the Mount of Transfiguration? Two people were with him in addition to Peter, James, and John. Who were those two people? <laughs> Elijah and Moses. So, in, a, in effect, Moses actually made it to the promised land. And so I want to encourage us with this truth tonight. Maybe you've messed up. Maybe you've crossed the line and said or did something that you're ashamed of. Here's the good news. God gives second chances. The Bible says, as we've already looked at, 1 John 1, 9, if we confess our sins. He's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. You know, it's not the end of the story. It doesn't have to be the end of the story. You know, they often say, you know, about, a, about an athlete, you know, one game doesn't define that athlete, right? I mean, whether they have a, an incredible night, successful night, just kind of playing maybe overplay, overachieving, or if they have one of those games, you know, that's just can't do anything right. Those, those, of, you, those of you that have played golf before, <laughs> can't it be such a crazy sport? I mean, 
there's, there's, there's days it doesn't matter what you do you just can't do anything right there seems to be that one hole though that will bring you back maybe you get a par or something like that and then there's days where it's like wow I'm just, I'm just really you know, I'm, I'm hitting the fairways and I'm hitting the greens and, and, um, and, and I'm putting pretty good but then there's, there's days and, you know um, but if it's, a, if it's a bad day that one round of golf or that one game doesn't have to doesn't have to define you. Move on. You know, um, Fido, forget it and drive on. You know, and, and that's that's and that keeps us. If if we're having if we're playing better than we normally do, forget it and drive on. Be humble. You know, because you can be humbled real quick, and that's that pertains to life. And and one day, one bad day, one mess up. You know, something that maybe we're embarrassed or ashamed about doesn't have to define us. Doesn't have to be the end of our story. Because we think about Moses. We think about David. We think about Noah. All of those that are in the, the heroes of the faith in Hebrews 11. Were they perfect? That's what I love about the Bible. The great heroes of the faith. We know. We know their story. They weren't perfect. There's only one that was perfect. And that's the Lord Jesus Christ. So what do we do when we fail? Do we lose our salvation? Is God not going to be faithful anymore? No, we just, we just agree with God. He is the answer. We acknowledge that. Lord, I, I'm way over here. I've allowed myself. It's not your fault. And it's not my friend's fault. Maybe they had an influence in it. But ultimately, nobody made me do what I didn't want to do. I, I accept it. And, and I acknowledge it like David did after Nathan confronted him. Lord, I have sinned against you. And, and, and God, I confess it. The Bible says he's faithful and just to forgive us and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. That's how we have revival, by the way. Get right with God. What are things in our life maybe that doesn't honor God? Let's confess it. Let's, let's come back to God and say, Lord, you, you know, it's, this is not right. And I'm guilty. And God will cast your sin into the sea of forgetfulness as far as the east is from the west. He'll remember our sin no more. It still amazes me that an, an omniscient God knows it all. An omnipresent God that's everywhere, that doesn't miss anything. An omnipotent God that's all-powerful. It's amazing to me that he will forget something. Because that sounds like me. You know, my, my glasses are on top of my head and I'm walking around for 30 minutes trying to figure out where I put my glasses. You know, my keys. Just today, I know this will take Valerie by surprise, but just today, um, I went out to my car, and I left my church keys in my office. And, of course, the doors are locked. So I go to the preschool door, and I ring the bell, and Teresa's like, what, what are you doing? And I said, my keys are in my office. I locked myself out. <laughs> I forget. We forget. That sounds like something like, like we do. But God says, there he is, the, like the father, looking down the road, waiting for his son. He's there with open arms to forgive. If we'll confess, He's faithful and just to forgive and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Man, praise God for that. He'll take, you know, David even talked about how the weight of that sin, it almost snapped his bones. You know, it was so overwhelming. That's what sin will do. It's a weight that we carry around. And the more that we don't honor God, the more that we disobey, we're just adding more weight. And we just get overwhelmed. And then we just get to where we can't function. The best thing we can do is just agree with God and confess and let Him
take that weight off of us. Praise God he'll do that. So um, let's pray together, and uh, I want us to look at some prayer requests. Heavenly Father, Lord, I just thank you so much that you are faithful and just to forgive us, Lord, of our sin when we confess. And you'll cleanse us, Lord, from all unrighteousness. And Lord, sin will cause us to weigh ourselves down. It'll weary us. It'll entrap us. And God, I just pray that, that we'll allow you to, to break the chains. God, that we'll experience your grace and your love and forgiveness. God, that we'll be close to you. And Lord, that we'll have victory. We'll have joy and peace in our hearts, God, as, as we trust you by faith and we confess. We, we strive to be close and have a good fellowship, a good walk with you. Give us victory. Help us, O Lord, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. Uh, please remember tonight, uh, Ms. Helen was reminding me about this, uh, Dr. Allen's um, uh, funeral, uh, funeral was, uh, was yesterday, so please continue to remember Chris and Scott and the family. Let's remember them in prayer. Also, uh, please continue to, to pray for... Um, for Bob Collins, I want to continue to remember Bob and, and Kathy, and, and uh, remember them as we pray uh, tonight, and and then uh, remember our our shut-ins, and, and uh, we we love them, and, and uh, we want to pray for them and lift them up uh, tonight. Are there um, are there any special requests tonight that any of you may have that you'd like to share with us tonight that you'd like for us to pray for? prayer list, right? Okay. Okay. Well, we I know we prayed specifically last week that God would take it away. But we know sometimes, you know, God's God's will may, he may not grant, but we do continue to pray, you know, um, for this what's his name again? That's right. Ron Howard. Yeah, we have him List. That's right. Well, we just continue to pray for Ron Howard and uh, pray for his, his, his dear wife as well. And also, Miss Traber told me that she talked with you um, recently, and uh, so that's great. Uh, one of our shut-ins. Uh, anybody else tonight? Any other requests?
as Kelly Black. Okay. Right, I saw that. Their, uh, their service is Friday, I understand. Yeah. Yeah. That's, is that Gary? Yeah, Gary Chapman family and, and uh, Lynn Baker family. Let's remember them. Uh, Kelly Black, I had mentioned, uh, uh, it's can another cancer spot, so let's let's pray for her uh, through this. Any others tonight? Yep. Yep. goodness. Well, let's pray for Melanie and for, for their family that they, as they're in harm's way, that God will have mercy and, and uh, those are quite a strong line of storms that's coming through and, and I think they're going to be here around 5 a.m. early in, in the morning, so uh, but they are that's, yeah, they're I don't know if they'll be as strong, but they're still it's, it's a strong line of storms, so let's please remember them, and I, I didn't realize this, but there's a fire up in, in a Pigeon Forge, Wares Valley up there. Um, and, of course, with these winds coming in, that's what happened in Gatlinburg when uh, that fire got out of hand. It's a strong storm and winds was coming through. And so uh, we'll you know, pray for them and, and uh, pray for God to have mercy on us uh, during this. And Virginia Shell is watching. Good to, good to have you with us, Virginia. Glad to, we've been praying for you and uh, pray that you're doing better. Anybody else tonight? Aaron? Okay. Okay. More tests. Okay, let's remember Aaron Whitmire. Uh, I know that they he had had a procedure, and looks like they got some other tests coming up. So uh, I'll, I'll check on on that. Check on Jennifer as well. Um, but thank you for for sharing that. Let's certainly continue to pray for uh, for Aaron Whitmire, Valerie's sister, uh, youngest sister Emily. Is it Saturday? You said going in Saturday for a C-section. So. So just please, uh, Valerie's sister Emily will be having a C-section Saturday, and so uh, pray the baby and mom will be safe. Any others tonight? All right, let's uh, let's remember those that are on our prayer list, those that are battling sickness and have upcoming tests. Of course, I. You know, I've shared with you, Dad's going to have to have a knee replacement surgery. He's wanting to think sometime around May or so, but let's appreciate your prayers there. And Of course, our shut-in, Sue uh, Bolden and uh, Mary Carty, let's please remember them, and Frank Kolb, uh, Sheila Galbraith, and Jane Pratt, let's please lift them up. And I mentioned Miss Ruth Traber, continue to pray for 
Miss Traber and uh, Patsy Morris as well. Um, and uh, Jesse Smith, I understand Patsy's got a, is it a great grandbaby, I think, I believe. And so that's, uh, I know that that's, uh, they're, they're thankful and excited about that. I'm excited uh, for them. And uh, but let's remember, you know, all of our shut-in and uh, E.J. Washington, uh, also Joe Hunter and uh, Gene Watson. We want to remember them and and uh, let's go to the Lord in prayer and uh, let's pray uh, uh, for these that are on our, our prayer list and, and uh, I'm going to ask Kevin Fowler if you will would you pray for those on our prayer list tonight One of the things I meant to share about First John one nine is, you know, I was talking about how you know when we sin, we sin against God, uh, and so ultimately we go to God and confess and ask God to forgive us, um, and that will lead us then, you know, we we, we think about the uh, you know the vertical relationship with God, you know, that's once that's right, then we go to those that maybe we wronged, and it's the you know the, the horizontal uh, relationship, and we. If I need to go to somebody and say, you know what, I was wrong, and, and I want to ask you to forgive me, and uh, and they may say, no, no, I don't ever want to talk to you again. Well, that's between them and God, you know. Um, of course, the Bible says that forgiven people forgive, and it, it may be that if someone's unwilling to forgive, that might be an indication of their heart. Uh, they they may need may need to seek forgiveness and, and get right with God, you know. But when we have received so great a salvation and so great a mercy forgiveness from God we just we ought to be chomping at the bit to forgive somebody because we certainly didn't deserve it so and that's a powerful witness by the way in this lost and dying world to respond to someone that has wronged us with I forgive you what a powerful why 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 did you forgive them because God forgave me you know what a powerful witness so I I do want to do want to share that um, before we leave tonight also um, please remember our church um, you know this coming Sunday, I'm excited about the Lord's Supper, and I do encourage you throughout the rest of this week to um, just remember what Jesus did for us, dying on the cross, and and uh, we'll be remembering that Sunday morning. And I know choir, we're working on a song called the Communion Song, and and uh, so it's always great to be reminded of the body and the blood of Jesus, and we'll be observing the Lord's Supper and and remembering you know what He did for us. Thank God for His blood. You know, that was shed for us, that washes our sin away, that helps us to, you know, only through the blood can we be made right with God. But uh, So we'll be doing that, observing the Lord's Supper Sunday morning. Of course, we'll be, you know, in, in Luke's gospel with the prodigal son, um, looking about how uh, how God forgives. And uh, and so um, 
I'm excited about that, and I pray that God will set someone free, you know, Sunday morning. Let's pray for Sunday, and uh, and then also uh, remember uh, Sunday week um, is going to be our friend day, and so let's pray for, for our friend that we're reaching out to, and, um, you know, let's contact them and encourage them, and let's, let's uh, invite them to come to church on uh, on the 10th, and uh, and then the evening service will start our spring revival, and I'm looking forward. I'm going to be uh, meeting with uh, with Zach and his uh, and Paul, his music minister, uh, tomorrow. We're going to be getting together, and and uh, they're going to meet me right here, and we're going to come. We're going to pray right here at the altar and ask God to move, and I'll be praying for Zach, and of course, uh, Paul and and the choir at Jones Avenue will be combining with ours, and and they're moving their services over here, and uh, just I was out. Um, in, in town this week and somebody said aren't you the pastor at Liberty First and that kind of worries me you know yeah yeah should I say yes you know yeah and um, and and they said well um, you know they introduced themselves and they said I'm a I'm a member of Jones Avenue and we can't wait to be with y'all you know that first Sunday night of revival so I'm excited to have you know them joining us and and I just pray that it'll be a wonderful uh, night of worship and praise and just victory a, a spirit of victory and and that God will truly revive us and It'll be uh, the start of a great week of revival. So uh, let's remember our, uh, our spring revival that's coming up. And then also our kids' uh, Easter celebration is going to be on that Saturday of that same weekend, the 9th. And uh, encourage our kids to reach out, invite friends, and maybe they'll come back with them on, on uh, Sunday as well. But uh, that'll be at 11 o'clock on the 9th. That'll be a week from Saturday. Our, we'll include an Easter egg hunt and then... Uh, also, our young at heart are encouraged to come and join us for lunch. We'll have hot dogs uh, for lunch, so it'll be a great time of celebrating our risen Savior on, on uh, April the 9th. And, of course, the 10th will start Friend Day and um, also our, uh, our Spring Revival. So uh, we want to remember uh, each of these uh, things as we pray tonight, as we close in prayer. And uh, also, I'm praying um, we can have a baptism service on the, on the 24th. Um, so... You know, we're praying for that, and uh, just pray with us that uh, that we'll uh, have those that, that uh, need to take that next step in believer's baptism, that they'll do that. Um, so let's remember that also as we pray. But let's pray for our church. I'm grateful for um, Liberty First, and, and I pray that we'll be a lighthouse in this community and um, that we'll love the Lord and uh, serve God and, uh, and be His witnesses here outside these walls uh, for His glory. But let's pray together. Heavenly Father. Dear God, we are grateful, Lord, for this opportunity to meet together. Lord, that we can gather like this and we can call on your name and ask, Lord, for your help. Because, Lord, we desperately need you. God, I pray that you'll give us revival. Lord, there's so much evil and so much discouragement and so much uh, bad in the world today. Lord, I thank you that we know you. You are the truth. You are the way. And I'm grateful for that. So help us, Lord, to keep our eyes on you. God, to desire to honor you. Lord, to do what's right, that you would be glorified. Use us, Lord. May this church be a lighthouse in this community. God, we think about uh, this coming Sunday as we'll be looking at the prodigal son. I pray that you will prepare hearts, and God, that visitors will be with us, and God, there'll be a, just a great spirit, Lord, of, of, um, of cooperation and victory this coming Lord's Day. And I pray that you'll prepare hearts, God, and that you will move and change lives, Lord, this coming Sunday. I pray for the... As we observe the Lord's Supper, I pray for the music, for everything that's done. Lord, may you be glorified. And God, I just pray that you'll be with our kids' Easter celebration. I pray for our friend day. 
I pray for our spring revival. Lord, I pray for Brother Zach, God, that you'll just continue, Lord, to guide him the words, God, that we stand in need of. Lord, that he would be faithful to preach your word. And just, again, pray for the music, for every aspect, Lord, of our revival. May you be honored and glorified. And, and Lord, may uh, we trust you, and may we fall in love with you, Lord, and draw ever closer to you. Revive us, O oh God, and, and start something, Lord, uh, God, that we'll look back and say, you know, God did that. God, we'll, we'll praise you, Lord. And So we pray for revival, Lord, and just bless our church and help us, O oh God. We do pray again, Lord, for those that are sick and those that are shut in, uh, those in need. Lord, I pray for your mercy and grace, and help us, O oh Lord. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, thank you for being here tonight, and uh, thank you for joining us. I hope everybody uh, has a good rest of the week, and uh, I pray that the Lord will indeed keep us safe these storms that are coming in. God bless.